Walk, believe, or walk, Daniel. Walk, believe, or walk, Daniel. Hello, all, and welcome back to part two of this very special episode of Finnerin's Wake. I will not detain you long. What follows is the second part of my conversation with Olga, with whom I had the pleasure of spending two enlightening hours. In this segment, she comments on the current plight of Ukraine, who has, for the past five months, been subjected to unremitting Russian aggression. As an emigrant from Russia, to which her father has just recently decided to return, she's unsparing in her support of the Ukrainian people. But I'll let her tell you more about that. Without further ado, part two of my conversation with Olga. Okay, so we're just going to continue on the topic of uh, the Ukraine-Russia conflict, we just had to take a slight break. There was a slight interruption. So you were talking about your feeling of helplessness um, at the very outset of this conflict. The feeling as though you had, well, an inability to move. So expand on that a little bit more if you can, Olga. Yes, it, it's like I was saying, it's interesting that you do understand as an adult that there is a war somewhere in the world. And even though you... I, I always try to keep up with the news and read about it and be knowledgeable and educated about it. Um, you do feel sorry for um, the people who are involved. But for, for whatever reason, this specific war definitely affected me personally. Mm-hmm. And obviously because probably because I'm from the area. Sure. But you definitely feel more affected and it definitely feels like it's something that's against you personally so it definitely was a shock and you felt like how can I move on with my regular life and my regular um, daily activities while these atrocities are going on mm-hmm. so it, I think especially for the first month it was so difficult to even I really couldn't even sleep well like mm-hmm. I said I would wait the first first time I would open my eyes I would turn on the news you know I would be getting ready for work but I would be listening to the news as soon as I get home I would listen to the news I wouldn't go to bed at my regular time because I couldn't stop watching the news so it was something that definitely and were you in communication with any family members still living in Russia or perhaps in Ukraine at this time and we have actually we do have um, some family who uh, lived in who lives in Ukraine uh, on my from my dad's side, and um, uh, a couple of them live in uh, the city of Kharkiv, which was really heavily bombed, and um, in the Kharkiv, north in the northeast of mm-hmm, Ukraine, yes, mm-hmm, which is full of uh, basically Russian-speaking mm-hmm. population, which again goes against everything that Putin is saying, you know he's there to save Russian-speaking people. How How is he saving them? I'm not right, sure. Right. So, and when I was actually talking to him um, a couple of weeks after the war started, they were still in Kharkiv, and they were saying how scared they were 
it was very scary because the bombings were non-stop. But thankfully, you know, they were able to escape it, at least Kharkiv. Mm. And this is actually the second time they had to escape Ukraine. The first time when the um, the the conflict in 2014 mm. started in Donbass, they had to again mm. escape Ukraine, and they actually came to live at um, in my at my dad's house mm. for like a year and a half, and then he went back. Mm, to his so house because he loves he loves Ukraine he, right. was he there, wants to, wanted to I wonder stay I mean we would have to ask him I wonder if there was a, a sort of an ominous sense that there might be further conflict down the road eight years later in 2022 I wonder it seems sure. as though from what you've described to me as someone who is removed from Russia for, for 20 years or so two decades that that this was completely a surprise and it seems to be the case that that sentiment was shared amongst most amongst most Ukrainians and Russians. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was something that was not exactly expected, mm -hmm. and um, you feel heartbroken because I can't even ima imagine being completely, you know, uprooted mm -hmm. from from your home, from your life, from everything you knew, from your daily life, mm -hmm. and just go some if you can go, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. go somewhere. If you're not under a certain age and a male, you can't even go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I cannot even imagine I feel for the people. Mm -hmm. And I, and I should say, Olga, you, you mentioned during our, our, our brief break, our little interruption, that you have a friend, a co-worker, whose family is from Mariupol. And yes. that name should be familiar to most of you listening as one of the cities um, that has been absolutely devastated, devastated, mm -hmm. devastated um, by incessant rocket fire and, and artillery shelling. So um, this, this is very real for you and for, for your friend especially, your co-worker. Yes, I have some friends from Ukraine who are living in the United States. I have. A friend who's from Odessa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's another city that sure. they want the southern, to take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Southern coast. Um, that actually still have an apartment that they go to mm -hmm. every year to mm -hmm. visit their friends and family. So it's really yes, it's very devastating. Or I guess on a personal level because you do, you are connected no matter what to mm -hmm. that region, right? And you're connected to the people. You have friends, and they all rush. Yeah, they're from Ukraine, but they all speak Russian. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's 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 heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's something that um, it's hard to process and understand, and the feeling of helplessness. Mm -hmm. Right? There's nothing you can do. And my my fear is that that feeling of helplessness, not for this, isn't applicable to you necessarily. But that feeling of helplessness becomes a feeling of indifference among a lot of Americans. And, and I, I grant that we can't be concerned about everything happening, every war happening in the world at all times, or else we wouldn't be able to function. We wouldn't be able to, to, to feed our children, to go right. about our work, to mm -hmm. go about our day, to pursue our, our pleasures, to engage in our leisures. Uh, but I just don't want this to, to slip into oblivion. I don't want it to be forgotten, as, as I fear it might be. So, I, again, it's important for me to hear this from you, to know someone who who lived in this country that is now invading another, well, at least, you know, under whose government um, the, this invasion is happening. Someone whose friends have families and apartments there in, in Ukraine, in these very areas. 
into which uh, Putin is, is taking his bites. So I hope all of you can, can uh, acknowledge this and, and just keep this in the back of your minds as well. And I think, I think, like you said, it should not be forgotten, not, not only because of innocent people suffering and being murdered, but, and like you said, especially being from, if you are born in the United States, there is a faraway land, right, where it's happening. It's so much easier not to think about it mm. because it's not happening here. It's only affecting you if the gas goes up, mm. right? Mm. So you only think about it in a way of how it's affecting me. Right, right. And I'm not trying to be, you know, it's a human nature, mm. right? Yeah. But I think even if you want to be selfish, I think it's a, it's a good way of thinking about it for your own survival that this, this specific war um, can be... Uh, uh, you know, a, a downfall for the whole world. You know, no matter what you, what type of um, consequence you want to to take, a financial, um, you know, economical f food shortage-wise, and I think the most important one is the the freedom. You know that people enjoy here. Maybe um, I think it's. It's a slippery slope. If the, I always talked about um, democracy, even in the United States, talking to the Americans, who it's a let's let's put it this way: America is a very young country, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a young democracy. So there are other nations who have been around for longer, right? And I always tell people that I think you sh it's very easy to kind of think that it's here to stay, but it's not a fact. You know, even years ago, I was saying it could happen. You know, you, it doesn't mean that democracy will be here forever. You know, it is possible to become something else, right? It's so it's perishable. very fragile, right? It's fragile. It's fragile. perishable. You have to constantly keep it up. It's like constantly taking care of something. Mm -hmm. So you can't take it for granted. And do you, I feel. Do you think we are at risk of losing it? It definitely feels like, especially in the year we are in, you know, I didn't think about it, about it uh, maybe a few years ago, but from, from everything that had happened, um, it feels like it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's already sleeping little by little, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, because of the infringement of in certain... What, yeah, in what ways? If you could name two or three or, or any number just the fact that we can't we can't even agree on facts anymore right so even in this country so it's one thing to be um, pro this and against something else but if you cannot agree on simple facts where I have to argue with someone what's true and what's not true that it's a you know it's something that goes directly against being democratic mm. or you know, it goes into the uh, you know authoritarian regime mm -hmm. because then you again someone else controls the narrative, mm -hmm. someone else tells you what the facts are, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, maybe the infringement of the facts and the information and the freedom of um, you know expression of voting. You know, to me, democracy, first of all, means that everyone can have the right to vote. And when you infringe on that right, that means that you're chipping away from that democracy. And you see those tendencies um, more and more where 
certain people don't want certain people to vote. Mm. So it kind of, to me, falls into that same category, right? Where all of a sudden we're not just arguing policies. Now we're arguing, you know, whether this election was stolen or not. Mm. So I think that's definitely different than when it was when I just came to the United mm. States. Yeah, so you've seen a radical change just in the course of, of 20 years. For sure. Yeah. But sure. I think your perspective is absolutely essential for us to for us to appreciate because you've seen authoritarianism. You've seen a totalitarian regime in its decline, right? You've mm -hmm. experienced the transition to something greater, to something more democratic, to more liberal. And I mean that in a, the, the general sense, a lowercase l, more liberal. More Republican, and I mean that in a lowercase r sense, more Republican in nature. And now you're seeing a tipping of it, maybe a, a wobbling in the knees of the democracy, perhaps it falling, sliding a little bit toward what you once knew, the, the government structure from which you so fortunately fled. Maybe mm -hmm. not fled, mm -hmm. but escaped. Yeah, from which you escaped. Uh, you, you went on that lottery trip. Um, so I think it's voices like yours to which we should be listening very attentively. And I have to thank you for sitting down with me today and uh, disclosing your, your history, revealing uh, your childhood, your, your movement into adulthood at the time of the disintegration of the Soviet Union, your move over to America and your experience here, the difficulties into which you ran, the, the obstacles you overcame to become um, a stockbroker, to be working <laughs> at Merrill Lynch, to become perfectly proficient and fluent in English, to be where you are now today, raising a, a daughter of your own. So again, thank you so very much for giving me this time, and I hope that the audience uh, enjoys this conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Any, any parting words that you have on your mind? Um, I, I guess it was a pleasure, and I'm glad that uh, you are interested in, you know, some immigrant foreigners' opinion. All right, um, it's always I think important to I think educate yourself about the other cultures, and I think that's very um, uplifting to know that there are some people who really want to learn about the other cultures, because I think it is one of the things that really help us to stay strong and feel that sense of community and togetherness because I think that's what this country also needs mm -hmm. and the whole world I feel like right I could not agree more right so we do need to feel that we are still the same you know most of our DNA is mm -hmm. the majority of our DNA yes, is our the shared identical humanity, our right? shared, shared humanity, humanity yes. yes don't forget about yes. our shared humanity no matter what country you're from or, or background we still have to remember that we are human mm -hmm. and we share a lot of things and we uh, it's much it's much better to help someone than you know fight with someone mm -hmm. and i just want to say um try to empathize with others um travel more and i think that helps you to broaden, broaden your horizons and to understand how other people might feel and why they're feeling that way um, gives you a different perspective on life, gives you a different perspective in, you know, in all sorts of, you know, 
things and um, it was my pleasure uh, speaking to you. The pleasure today. is all mine. And with that, I bid you farewell from Finnerin's Wake. That concludes my conversation with Olga, to whom I extend my deepest gratitude and for whose warmth and hospitality I will forever be grateful. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed conducting it and being a part of it. I plan to conduct many more interviews and conversations like this in the future, and I hope honestly to improve my approach and my talent. Now, if you find this content enlightening or enjoyable, please subscribe to this channel and support me in my efforts. Give it a five-star review and leave on it a criticism or a commendatory comment if you feel so inclined. And more importantly, share it with friends on social media or in uh, email. Let us practice the art of conversation together. Let us become a more civilized, eloquent, and respectful society. And with that, farewell from Finnerin's Wake. Shout, 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 shout,